Deanna Lana's podcast. Wendy and Lana's podcast. Get literary, get literary. Woo! Hello and welcome to Getting Lit, Alana and Wendy's totally excellent literary podcast. This is season four, episode two of our romance novel focused podcast. My name is Alana and I'm one of your hosts today. And I'm Wendy, your other host. Today we are discussing The Selkie Bride by, shoot, I forgot the author. Melanie something. Melanie Jackson by Melanie Jackson. How are you, Wendy? (laughs) I'm pretty great. Kind of still in my PJs, even though it is 3 p.m. here. Nice. I was asked recently if I have, like, really nice PJs. And I was like, I don't have PJs. I have, like, tiers of PJs. You know, like, (laughs) there's, like, definitely it's a PJ you can never wear it anywhere else. There's, like, hanging out, like, outside of your room, possibly going outside PJs. There's, Uh like, might be going to the gym, might be sleeping PJs. And there's weekend Uh PJs. And then there's, like, just regular clothes that I just, I just decide to wear to bed. Because everything I own is pretty comfy anyway. I feel similarly. Like, there's the PJs that you wear to bed often that, like, have weird stains on them that you would not want to explain to other people. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then there's, like, yeah. I have, like, my yoga pants I wear during the weekends mm-hmm. if I'm going to see some people. And, and then there's, like, I would refer to them as, like, PJs that one would wear on, like, a work trip. If you were sharing a room. Oh, yeah. Like presentable PJs. Presentable PJs. Yeah. In which, like, you, they still need to look like PJs because you don't want to be, like, the person who, like, goes to sleep in, like, a casual blouse, right? <laughs> but you need something that's, like, together. That's, uh-huh. like, covering all everything. Yeah. yeah. That, like, won't won't change during the night. Yeah. To be something else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, But it sounds like you have some developed PJ. Yeah. PJ stuff. And I just own a lot of leggings, which are basically PJs, you know, mm-hmm. but whatever. I have a couple of nightgowns and one of them says, if you love me, bring me coffee. I don't yeah. know why. It's <laughs> fine. So what kind of uh, drink did you prepare for us today? I have prepared for us today. I thought of the name for this drink, but I thought of a better name later. Mm-hmm. So it is a pina colada, mm-hmm. which works because... It's like February, but it's tropical February because we're reading a mer a merman story. Merman, right? yeah, merman. And so I made a pina colada that's a mermaid pina colada. So it has like it's like a kind of one of those like light blue colors. Mm-hmm. And you can do actually you can make it green or you can make it light blue. You can use a spirulina, spirulina, which is probably better for you, which is like a superfood that you can use, or mm. you can use what I use, which is blue dye (laughs) um either of those things it's got so this was complicated because i actually froze lemonade and pineapple juice together Um, you had to freeze it first yeah so you freeze it so that there's a genius to this because then you don't add ice to it so it's just more flavorful so Mm -hmm. you freeze lemonade and pineapple juice together Mm -hmm. and then you like make it into ice cubes Mm -hmm. which i'm very impressed with myself by the way because we have a at my new house we have a fridge that gives out ice cube trays so 
my engineer husband is like, we don't need these ice scoop trays anymore. And I was almost like, let's keep it just in case. And then I realized that was crazy. So I gave it up and then I needed ice cube trays. So then I was like, he's like, oh shoot, you're going to have to buy more ice cube trays. And I'm like, I'm going to find something I can freeze some ice into. And what I used, my friends, what I used was a deviled egg holder. Oh, so they were like oh, weird so egg smart. shaped. Anyway, it was, it took a little bit anyway. And so it's got rum in it and then uh, coconut cream and uh, some fro- frozen bananas as well. And I called it the mermaid layered, but I realized that there was an even better joke I could make, which is, you know how you call things mer or something? Uh-huh. You could call it mallard. Merlard. Merlard. Like mallard, but like, but, but mer-layered. Oh, man. Mallard. That is a combination of things that I love. I need to go uh-huh. find myself a merlard. A merlard. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> yeah and so it's like my lord anyway i was like so tickled by myself when mm-hmm. i did that anyway so uh and then i swirled around and i mostly made uh i was trying to make a swear swirl but two pina coladas later i'm just not able to swirl things in, in an organized manner i guess i'd say it's more of a splatter <laughs> yeah chunk yeah 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 oh man but yeah, I also bought some tropical fruit for this project, which mm-hmm. was which was a lot of fun. And so you can add it as a garnish. I put it in like a glass that's sort of like that has a stem, so it looks like it's a tail. Oh, yeah. fancy! I, I put a lot of thought into this. What you should get out is I've moved to a new city and I have no friends. So <laughs> I I spent three months on this. <laughs> uh... <laughs> But yeah, I'm lured. <laughs> it's just so funny to me. That is funny. Oh. And yeah, yeah. I love this subgenre we did because it reminds me of Mernanny, <laughs> which I will plug again. I recently listened <laughs> to that podcast that, that I mentioned Mernanny and Nalana was like, yeah, she's really excited about it. She's been telling me for the past three months about it. <laughs> Malaired. All right. But wait, wait, wait. Listeners who have just joined the podcast, mm-hmm. what is Mernanny? <laughs> let me let me expand upon it. Um, okay, so I was sleeping one day, night, and I like woke up and had a fully realized webcomic in my head. And it was called Mernanny, and it was about a polyamorous couple thruple and so it's like two humans a man and a wife high-powered lawyers adopt a mermaid child like a baby and they need some help with it because mer babies are are hard to to hang out with so they found a (laughs) merman just like hanging out and he's like yeah i'll be your nanny and then they all hang out together and then they all fall in love. And it's oh. amazing. Oh. And I love it. <laughs> I like totally flushed out this story while I was sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> like I kind of know what they look like. And Nice. I feel like this would fit the webcomic genre really well, too. Mm-hmm. Like I could see how you could do some major, some major sea- seaside vibes. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Seaside vibes for sure. And all- Mer Nanny. <laughs> Mer Nanny. It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite song. <laughs> also, here's something that I realized while researching this um this subgenre. I just automatically think that they can change to human legs willy-nilly. That's not necessarily true. Mer people don't necessarily have access to human legs. Like sometimes they're just mer people. Like with just like all a fishtail. All the time. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's weird. I think we refer to that as uh, the Little Mermaid effect. Yeah. yeah. Or like Splash, you know, she gets she gets like wet and she, she suddenly has a giant tail, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, which before before we get into the the mechanism in this book, mm-hmm. um, now that we've covered Mer Danny and we've talked about uh pina coladas Mm -hmm. i also want to say that um for our listeners that we have celebrated the first ever national you have everything you need national (laughs) international (laughs) interstellar you have you're everything you need bagel day i love it valentine's day which i hadn't realized was valentine's day but that makes some sense too. So. <laughs> yes. Um go fuck off Valentine's Day. Fuck off Galentine's Day. Fuck off I don't know single awareness day whatever the fuck that was. Bring on the you're everything you need bagel day because it combines two of our favorite things. <laughs> Like being a whole person despite whatever relationship you are in and everything bagels. Yes. <laughs> yes. It combines together the how important it is that like your happiness does not depend on other people. Yeah. And how delicious of everything bagel can be, especially when you just lean into it and you put a nice lather of cream a cheese schmear. on top of that after a toast of it. Nice schmear. A nice schmear. And it's a holiday that you can share with other people, not because you you complete them, but because you have some bagels that you can give. Them. <laughs> yeah. And you can also give them half a bagel if you don't want the whole bagel, you know, because sometimes yes. bagels yeah. too much for just just one meal. Yeah. Sometimes a bagel is a, is something that can be shared, but you are still a whole person, even though it's you've a eaten circle. half the carbs. Oh, yes. There's so many yeah. layers to this. It was funny yes. because I posted it on um, the internet and that I'm internet on Facebook, Facebook land. And Alana also did. She was like, I'm here with you. I stand <laughs> with everything you need bagel day. And then like two other friends did it. And we were like, start a movement. Yes. (laughs) You're everything you need, Bagel Day. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw, but one of my other friends shared it. It was like, what a genius idea. Yeah. And then we yeah, copyright. Spread it. Spread. Yeah. yeah. Become our everything you need, Bagel Day evangelist. Yeah. I made that Facebook post public Mm -hmm. because I was so excited about also, also being like, yeah. We started this because, like, there was a whole lot of people that were on both of your things that were like, what a genius idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and also our friends connected as well. It's bringing people together. Mm-hmm. Because it's already bringing people together and also giving them an excuse to go and buy a bagel. Yeah. Everything bagels are the best. Some people were like, there's already a bagel day. And I was like, there's not an everything bagel day. 
And also there's I mean, everything bagel day that also celebrates you being a whole person, regardless of relationship status. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. It is to be needed. like everything you need is inside yourself. You want to go get a bagel, you go get a bagel. Yeah. If you don't want to decide between different types of bagels and you rather have all of it yeah. together. Yeah. This is your day. That's it. They taste That's so it. great. Also, one of my friends was like, I I didn't have a bagel, but I did have a donut. And then Alana was like, that's like a dessert bagel. <laughs> and then she was like, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, because like there are many days in which people have donuts, right? Mm-hmm. Which is like a dessert bagel. But sometimes yeah. you want just a bagel. Yeah. I'm definitely going to next year, if since we celebrate it now on um, Valentine's Day, I'm definitely going to bring some bagels in next year year yes to work oh yeah then you can make all these friends yeah be like happy you're everything you need bagel day mm-hmm. and they'll be like because... what where did you come up with this and you were like no reason because <laughs> <laughs> and, and to be clear this is better than galentine's day because galentine day's argument is you are dependent upon people they're just yeah. not your partner mm-hmm. and that and it's still weirdly performative. And this is performative, but it, like it doesn't really it doesn't really say how you need to show that you that you are fully happy. That's mm-hmm. you. The yes. only thing you have to do is to eat a bagel. Yes. Which is not which is fine. And you could eat just the bagel seasoning. Some people just eat ba- everything bagel seasoning. Yeah, there's everything but the everything bagel. Yeah, so you could just eat that if you're like gluten intolerant yeah. or something. I yeah. I mean, <laughs> just poppy seeds, just like throw them in your mouth. <laughs> it's also one of those self-contained holidays where you just have to do one task and then you're done. You know, no yes. real expectation. No, you cannot mess this up. Yes. And you cannot mess this up for your partner either. Mm-hmm. Right. Because actually we went out for valentine's day and it was terrible i don't really? know why i go out on valentine's day it was yeah, a friday we to... too that was that was, was the scary part yeah. yeah it was a friday and we went out to dinner at this place and we got there and we didn't realize it but for valentine's day it's a fixed meal oh yeah and so it was like super expensive and we're mm-hmm. like whoa okay well it's god you know we have money like we can do this and then it took us two and a half hours Jesus. Like, like, cause, and so it was like, it was, I think, like a four course thing. Mm-hmm. They were like, hey, if you both order the same thing, like wine wise, we'll give you the whole bottle. Mm-hmm. And we drank an entire bottle of wine because <laughs> we were there for so long. <laughs> it was terrible. And everyone is like, you know, like, and people in who go out for Valentine's Day, it's clearly a lot of pressure for everyone there. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, this place was super slow. And so, like, well, and it was probably that, like, packed too. Like, it was packed. Yeah, it was super packed. And like, I was like, man. And we were just in it for the long haul. You know, mm-hmm. we're just like in it, in it until we got you know soup to nuts here because we can't because <laughs> we have to do the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh man. I mean, the food was all right. It wasn't like it was like seventy five dollars per person, wow. which is like. Pretty intense. I'm surprised that they didn't tell you. You made a reservation, right? I'm surprised they didn't yeah. tell you, hey, guess what? This is a special day and it's going to be extra expensive. Yeah. And Matt made the reservation and he is detail oriented. So he would have. <laughs> like, yeah. And they should have like, they should have like asked like, hey, it's going to be a fixed meal. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Right. Because actually he is like 
a fitness person and he'd already decided what he wanted to order mm. was he not night. able to order it no he couldn't because it was a fixed meal thing oh my god so he wasn't so he wanted like that truffle burger he was really excited about and he wasn't <sighs> able to get it that sounds delicious so, yeah i know that's why he was like this is gonna be great i'm gonna have this thing and then he got there and like we got some good stuff i mean it had like a good key lime pie i think and couple of other things were nice and and the wine we got was pretty tasty um i have a question about the wine matt doesn't drink does he he occasionally drinks he <laughs> drank a he drank a third of that bottle um in solidarity so like he doesn't drink a lot uh-huh. what you should get it is i drank two-thirds of a bottle. <laughs> yeah i was i was thinking about it. you know how like when some couples say we did this and really just one person of them did it i was like <laughs> you drank a bottle didn't you (laughs) but yeah he was being a team player i am also a team player so i would drink a bottle of wine as well (laughs) anyway it was really bad and we both like were like that that was terrible we're never going back there again yeah but maybe it's better during the week uh the guy that was like our server was like trying to like since he knew we were like new in town was like you should come back when we're not crazy like this (laughs) We have really good things on the menu, but we are not making them right now. We're making this other thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, it was it was like, a, anyway, what I'm saying is, is like, even when you go out and celebrate it, like polyamorous, heteronormative, like matrimonied relationship, <laughs> it's, it's still like not the best uh-huh, as an experience. <laughs> yeah. So, speaking of bad experiences, Uh how did you like the book, Wendy? Oh my god. (laughs) First of all, I was really disappointed in the lack of merman-ness in this book. Uh, I know, I know. I mean, he was a laird, so I'll give you that. He was a laird, But most of the time he just, like, hung out. And I was just like, let's solve this mystery. What, What do you think, Alana? I'd like to hear what you think. You would like to hear what I think. I'm well. First of all, I'm going to tell everyone we read the Selkie Bride, mm-hmm. and uh, give us a little synopsis. It, uh, recently widowed, Megan Colbin uh, has inherited more than just a quaint cottage on the Scottish coast. She has he- inherited the ire of an ancient monster and the protection of a virile Selkie warrior. Virile, <laughs> virile Selkie Such a warrior. Great word that is never Such used a- in the real world. Yeah, well, oh my. Anyway, I think this might have been one of the worst books we have read. Really? I mean, we've read some shitty books. We've read some really crap books. But here's the thing. Like, it's one thing to have a character that does things that make absolutely no sense, Mm -hmm. right? But it's another thing to also have the character in first person Mm-hmm. Where even in her head, the things she's doing don't make any sense. Yeah, there's no motivation whatsoever. There was no motivation. Nobody had any motivation. The the Laird, no Merlaird, he didn't have any motivation. I was like, do you like her? Like, do you even like her? That is the reason I am here for a romance novel and you are failing. Yeah, it seemed like he was just like, uh, and anyway. And she also like, I mean... I got the idea that she, I mean, she could have been an interesting character, but she was just so weird in that, like, constantly in the story, she, like, clearly wants, she's always, like, 
Like the guy is always like, "Hey, um, stay in your cabin. Don't go anywhere." <laughs> Um, cause there's like this, this terrible fish man who's going to like eat you and steal your soul. Mm-hmm. And she's always like, yeah, that's a good idea. Um, I'm not going to do that, <laughs> but not for any real reason. <laughs> and I'm not really effective at anything. Yeah. The one thing first person is really good at is exposition. You can just. Yeah. And motivation. Yeah. You know, you can just and, like, say what whatever the fuck you want to think. Oh my God. Okay. So. That's what it said on the cover. But in actuality, this is what how the book went. She was like, my husband died. I'm going to go live in this hovel in Scotland. And then we spent a long time talking about the people, talking about her own interests, talking about like her entire life to, to that point, you know? And I kind of got this feeling like, did you get this feeling that she, she thought she was like, kind of Henry James or Charles Dickens or someone like maybe she's not writing a romance novel. She's writing a novel, you know, (laughs) like it was, it even had like this, like I found this journal and this is what it said in the journal, like preface, which which I completely forgot about until it was like, yeah, that's the end of the journal. (laughs) And so she was like all like flowery and expressive about all that background stuff. And I'm like, where's the hot dude? Where is he? Because he does not show up. And then he does show up. And it's just really confusing because he shows up like nearly naked. It's 1920s, I think. And he like knocks down her door and then they just like hang out in her house for a little bit. And then that's like, that's all I get. Like. (laughs) <laughs> the the emotional buildup was her going hmm, he's hot that's that's <laughs> what it was <laughs> and then we went on this like whole side mission of the fact that um her, her uncle-in-law who owned the house had had stolen the heart of a fin man which i didn't even know was a thing and then um which is like an evil merman basically and so they had to do that a lot, but they didn't like talk or anything. <laughs> I was a little concerned um most most of the way through the book because <laughs> I was kind of like does he have emotions? Like does he? You know? Mm-hmm. Like there was this point where when I was reading the Sookie Stackhouse books by Charlene Harris, there was this mm-hmm. point where I was like Vampires don't have emotions. Like, we're just saying that now, aren't we? Like, they're kind of psychopaths. And I was just like, you're just never going to end up with Bill because Bill is a psychopath and he doesn't have emotions. And then I kind of like gave up on the whole thing. Like, he's a whole different species, this this selkie guy, you know? Mm -hmm. And he could not have emotions. Like, he could just be like... And it also doesn't disprove my theory also because (laughs) how they resolve it is she at one point is just really hard up for him. And so she starts taking off his clothes and he's like, what are you doing? (laughs) And then, and then um, they have sex and then he wakes up the next morning. He's like, I think I put a babe in you, which is just, it's just gross. And yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah. Well, I had a lot of problems with that. All right. Let's, let's talk about that. Well, first of all, the romance in this is incredibly clumsily written, mm-hmm. in which you're like, what the fuck is going on? 
Yeah. Like, I could not figure. I'm like, who's, like, are you just, like, near each other? Because it's basically about her emotional journey during mm-hmm. it. It's not even not that. Like, she didn't get particularly attached to him. She was just like, yeah, he's hot. Most of the time. Yeah. Um. Anyway, and then the next morning, like, apparently he tried to drug her unsuccessfully with what assault. What the hell? And I was like, whoa, slow down here. You drugged her? Yeah. You put a baby in her. And then you, you magically drugged her. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. That's no good. That's- and then you find out, and then he's like, hey, I impregnated you. And she's like, oh, you know, that's where babies come from. I'm I'm, I'm going to try and be cool with this. But, like, he did not. He should have, like, you know how, like, she was taking his clothes off, and he's, she's like, no, I want this. I think he should have, like, stopped her and been like, okay, but let me tell you about selkie pregnancy. <laughs> yeah, basically. Before we go any further. <laughs> it was him. It, she had no fucking clue what she was getting she into. Had, she had no clue. <laughs> like, like the pro is, is that you're going to get some superhuman powers. Uh-huh. The con is, is that you're pregnant for 18 months. Holy shit. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of time. <laughs> like, this lady can't even buy apples. <laughs> Like, she's so poor, right? She's very poor, right? Uh-huh. And you you want her to, like, to, like, you know, basically eat a pound of candy a week because that's another thing that happens with this pregnancy. Oh, yeah. For she the really next 18 sleep. months. And she also, yeah. want, like, he was like, we'll take care of you in the second location. And I was like, don't go to the second location. <laughs> Stranger danger. You've known him for a week. <laughs> and he's like, we're going to make cheese out of seal milk. All right, that's the cheese out of seal milk is how you take care of your pregnant woman. Oddly, they don't have like a big surplus of that where she lives. Also, okay. so as far as world building goes, like this whole this whole saliva salt thing is way freaky because also she was already drugged because she was like kissing him, kissing him anywhere would be like you know, getting his quote-unquote salt or his sweat or something, you know? So she was drugged. (laughs) And she's like, she's like, I just feel so much better and I have higher, like, perceptions. And I'm like, you're just, you're just high. (laughs) He has sweat and saliva that makes you high. And you just made a decision to have sex with him under the influence and then immediately got gotten pregnant, which also was like, that was yesterday. How the fuck do you know that right now? That thing is a zygote, if anything. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Isn't there like magical miscarriage in the situation? Like, shouldn't you like, isn't there a possibility it could like not be that? Mm-hmm. And also, like, if you're able to, like, tell if someone's pregnant the day after, like, obviously this Selkie is not in the right business. Like, that is <laughs> that is a very useful thing, sir. Uh, to- <laughs> Women would pay millions <laughs> day after. Can even, yeah, like, like, birth can, whatever you call them, the sticks, can even those do it the day after? Probably not. No, I, I think it's, like. Uh, I think it's like two weeks after or something like that. God. I'm just, yeah. So, like, I don't, I, yeah. Yeah. That is just. And also, like, knowing that they are boys and that they are twins 
is a big stretch because that baby has been in her for a total of two days. It may not have even like, did you, did you like, were you like, I only sent my male sperm to her. And then I know intimately for some mystical reason that they hooked up with two eggs in her like uterus, you know, or maybe that they immediately split one day after that. Like, yeah. What, well, what wait, is the logic? How, how do you? Yeah. Well, and also, how do you immediately have pregnancy related symptoms the day after when it takes 18 months? Because if it takes that long to like grow those babies, mm-hmm. like there is no way that she would be feeling the effects. Oh, yeah. If it takes 18 months. Like that's like double the length. Yeah. Like, like that is it didn't it did not make any sense. No. At all. And um, her her reaction to it just did not make any sense either apparently suddenly she just really wanted the kids and she was really excited about it i mean like we didn't hear anything about that beforehand but yeah at that point they're like oh yeah and i had been trying to have kids with my husband and i didn't her husband who beat her like conversationally let's talk about how she beat Mm her (laughs) yeah i felt like she went to that cabin to work on herself which i was good with until like this merlord came Mm -hmm. She was like, I'm com- so completely shut down from anything sexual that I don't even want to think about it. And I was like, good for you. Sometimes you need that, you know? And then she was like, damn, this man is hot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Or forget about it a week after you move there, whatever. Yeah. i sorry. I have to read some of this sex scene. Because oh, it's my God. So I highlighted the sex scene because it was so ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's you know I it. don't highlight things. I highlight it. Uh, I always highlight things that I was like, we have to talk about it. The silver of the waning moon that I knew rose behind the storm clouds as we kissed started its journey across the weeping heavens. A bit of storm wind, rising like Lachlan's, Lachlan's passion, crept under the windowsill, floating on stealthy wings. Its light caress danced over my skin and through my hair. That has nothing to do with it. Get back to the sex thing, right? Yeah. And then later it's like, his touch was deft and light as though he had handled some delicate vessel made of fragile crystal. But I was not glass. I was flesh and blood. The warmth of my body grew immense and torturous, even as my muscles clenched in on themselves, folding tight like a fist around the pummel of a sword that might run me through. What? Ow! Stop! <laughs> I, I believed that death or some other transformation was near, but I did not care. The warmth in my belly quested outward toward my damp skin and inward as well, drawing muscles tight as it traveled toward my womb. <laughs> oh, I've got another one that's like really close to yours. Okay, okay. There was no caution or second-guessing my decision to make love to Lachlan once we had kissed. Our coming together was correct, perhaps inevitable. He entered me, moved in me. Okay, so yeah, they they are having sex. We have confirmed it. Apparently there was no foreplay, but whatever. And suddenly that clenched hand was flung open, (laughs) releasing sword and pitching me towards the clouded sky clouded sky and passed it towards the moon hurtling me outward into a place so beautiful that it seemed imaginary perhaps even forbidden to us mortals since we have been driven from the first paradise for defiantly tasting the fruit of knowledge it was not death that came to me it was life (laughs) (laughs) okay you had an orgasm 
fancy you like <laughs> it was like but it also was like so devoid of any detail oh yeah right? it's like i had to like this was the point where i looked at the the time this was published because i was like was this written in like the i don't know 1985 where they just didn't really feel like saying any of the words well they didn't want to say like vagina and mm-hmm. they'd rather say womb even though you don't <sighs> feel things in your womb <sighs> yeah you know mm-hmm. yeah that was it's weird when they go they go like metaphorical you know but this was like yeah. metaphorical on a whole other level like there was like weird shit happening that has nothing to do with sex <laughs> yeah like it was like oh great they're gonna do it cool and then it was like it yeah it was like metaphorical sex mm-hmm. gross like, and, i'm and, never gonna and, have and metaphorical that, sex yeah like it's just it's just like i was like okay but like like what's this like sword thing ah. it's just like it's too much it's too much and that was like and this was the main love love scene of the romance novel which in the romance novel genre is incredibly important so important and right? also this happens if 58%, that is way too late for any kind of thing. <laughs> Let me tell you. Especially when they've literally just been sitting in this cabin the whole book. And they kind of just kissed, like, right now. Yeah. Also, there was a point where, like, I was already tired of this book at this point, And I was like, get to the fucking sex already. And I read it kind of fast. And I was like, did I fucking miss something? Like, did I miss, like, a whole chapter about, like sexual tension and foreplay and you know actual sex going on because it was like we kissed and then we made love that night whoa (laughs) um yeah but it turns out i didn't miss anything it was just it's that's just how it's written that's unfortunate yeah which is like it's like 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 that's the thing i mean i'm sorry this is a merman lord Mm-hmm. In the Highlands. Yeah. You are writing a romance novel, my friend. <laughs> you need to give us this stuff. Do you know what you are writing? Do you know? Like, yeah, it's not it's Charles just... Dickens. It's not Portrait of a Lady by Henry James. It's not. We don't have to hear about your history. This book also has the theme of this guy just shows up in my house and I'm okay with it. <laughs> Which legit is an actual trope. But. I feel like that's a trope. Not like, to the extent like, that this happens. This reminds me of the last book we read when he's like, there's someone in your house. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> but also somebody else. <laughs> this book, this book also like, like nonchalantly brings up white, white supremacy terrorism. What? Did you catch that? No, I didn't. What? Okay. <laughs> All right, so the main character, her family is from Scotland, mm-hmm. but then she lives in the in the U.S. Mm-hmm. I forget where. But, and then, and anyway, she's going back. She's talking about all the witchcraft, right? Because, like, this lady is, like, secretly trying to take her five-paragraph essay on, like, architecture in the Middle Ages. Some people anyway. try to remodel their bathrooms. Some people write an essay about medieval yeah, practices. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's about the burning of witches and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then on 124, she said, like, there were obvious reasons for my abhorrence of the place. Being from the United States, which is a new land, we don't have reminders of our barbaric ancestors the way they do. And then she says, though, yes, um, 
Uh, oh, on, yeah, I remember that part. Yeah, hang oh, on, I'm hang excited. on. Nor did our town square have an iron pole where witches were chained for burning. Instead, we had rose gardens and a gazebo whose bands played concerts on Sunday afternoons when the weather permitted. Mm-hmm. Our religions mixed, mixed harmoniously at these events. Though, yes, once there had been a lynching in the shade tree <laughs> at, the, at the edge of the park, I recalled unhappily. <laughs> yeah, good job. Good job. Just a small detail. Yeah, slavery. That was that was a yeah. thing we did. You know these and, these violent yes. Scots oh. that are just so oh. awful. <laughs> oh yes, though there had been. Oh, I had forgotten there was that one lynching. Like oh, Moira, yeah. do you remember the lynching? Yes, I do. Yes. Oh no, that was that was not the best. Terrible Let's day. Not do that anymore. Terrible day. And I like how she says it in such a way that does not entirely imply that she did not participate <laughs> in the lynching. <laughs> it's also like it was a terrible day. It was it was cloudy that day. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if we just decided, just like in the same way, we don't want to play any of that hot jazz or anything. Mm-hmm. We like to stay with with Sousa music and, you know, yeah. not lynchings anymore. Yeah. That's fine. God. I was like, what? Yeah. Like, I think it was an attempt to be woke while, like, entirely. No, there was. Not, I don't know. I don't I don't think there was not this. much. Not much going on. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> she just forgot. Like, the writer f- actually forgot what American history is until she ended that last <laughs> point. She's like, we don't have any strife. Oh, yeah, except for that, like, 300 years of slavery. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that wasn't great. So after they have, like, this great sex scene or whatever, mm-hmm. and then he calls um his friend, cousin, quote-unquote, which I think they're lovers. I'm going to go. <laughs> I mean, um, there's a polyamorous relationship right there. Yeah, that thruple. Your, they could just... Yeah, that thruple. Anyway, and it does leave it open for that sort of conjecture. conjecture. Mm-hmm. Anyway, then he's like, we got to go and find these people. And they go to a guy's cabin where he's looking, like, not so great. Mm-hmm. And then they question him to figure out where the, where the fish man is. And then he... Like, just murders this guy. Yeah. And he's like, Mercifully. it's okay. It's okay. They were already dead. And she was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like, have a soul. It's fine. It's fine. He doesn't have a soul. It's okay. He was already dead. Or it's like, like you know, when like characters ask the main character, please kill me. Like, at least they have like a little bit of conscience <laughs> at first. They're like, no, 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 I won't. This guy was like, oh, yeah, I was going to do that anyway. It's fine. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. We'll talk about his cousin. What was his name again? Ian. Ian. Ian Spelled weird. I feel like there was a lot of parts of this book that like seemed like a good idea in the abstract, but she just like fucking like plows through it and then gets to something else, you know, like for instance, like. Was Ian even necessary? No. But she had no other way to show, like, any kind of tension between her and her Merlard. Because <laughs> he was like, I'm jealous, slightly, maybe. I don't have emotions. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't have emotions, but we need to have you have some sort of fight where, like, you literally, the main character love interest, Megan, is given any option of leaving her lover. Mm-hmm. Like, to show that it's not as abusive as her previous relationship. Yeah. 
Yeah, I totally thought that like when when they woke up the next day and she was describing it, I was like, honey, you are having a one night stand. Like, let's go over the red flags here. You just on a whim, fuck him. And then he wakes up the next morning and he's like, yeah, <laughs> that wasn't the greatest idea. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's like, that was great. And he was like, yeah, we probably shouldn't have done that. And then, um, and then he's like, I think I put a baby in you. And then he just fucks off. Like he's gone for like two <laughs> weeks. She has no idea why or how he feels about her. She's just like, I guess he's gone now. And she's like trying to play it cool. Like she's like, yeah, whatever. I don't, I don't need anything from you. You know? <laughs> Yeah, you do. It's the 1920s and you're pregnant. Like, maybe maybe yeah. you need a little bit. <laughs> also, um, this is one of those situations where I'm like, you realize different species, there could be something real weird going on. Like, you need to you need to just, like, get every question answered because, I don't know, maybe, like, they eat the second of the twins or something. Like, where is this place she's taking her? Is it underwater? Is it above water? Is it like a bubble in the ocean? Like, how is she going <laughs> to breathe? How is she going to get there if she doesn't have, like, a seal skin? And also, like, are you going to die in birth? In, like, while birthing these two 18-month-old seal babies? Are you? Because you could. Yeah, that's exactly. a, isn't that how his other wife died? Yes. Giving birth to these weird seal, seal babies. Yeah. 18 month old. Also, like, he, like, slyly puts in that his race is dying. And <laughs> there are no more Selkie women. And the only children they've been able to make are through, like, crossbreeding with some other species. And I was like, you just, like, you just fucked her to get a child. That's that's what's happening here. Like, she doesn't know. Like, he's like, you know, I love you so much. And she doesn't know because he didn't say that beforehand. He mostly said, that was a bad idea. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I don't know. Totally. Yeah. No motivation whatsoever. There was no motivation behind the guy, Lachlan. I was not interested in him whatsoever. Even though we found out that he was a prince. Oh, yeah. Of which Just I was slide like, that oh, in. of course. Slide that in. Oh, yeah. I'm also like the king or something, but I abdicated, so it's fine. I pre I'm pretending to be dead. And then that doesn't even make any sense because he has his selkie, like, great cousin or whatever. Also, he's, like, really well, old. Yeah. She didn't know that. Yeah, and also, like, at one point, she says, Ian is dead, and he's like, no, he's not. I would have felt it. And I'm like, wait, if you guys can feel each other, whether each other are living or dead, like, then how the heck did you fake your death? <laughs> right? Like, yeah, like that does those two mechanics can't both exist. Yeah. Though I will say the the cat was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. And that it was, was like cool. really weird. Mm -hmm. Um, Like it was like this weird ghostly apparition that. Also got bigger to, like, protect her, which didn't make any sense because the fish man nearly killed her already. And, like, where were you then, cat? <laughs> like, yeah. why didn't you get big then? Yeah, he was, like, a, big as a jaguar. 
at one point. Yeah, Herbert was pretty great. Mostly because he didn't talk. And he yeah. was a cat, so he had he just... pretty simple motivations. <laughs> and he and he literally moved the plot forward like he would go places so mm-hmm. that she could just follow him because they didn't create any characters that could in any way explain what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, at the end of the book, like, literally the town is about to be buried. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, well, it was evil. Also, yeah, where are the where are the townspeople again? Can we, like, I don't know, maybe talk about that a little bit more other than, huh, it looks pretty deserted right now. Like, maybe there are people there. You don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's the Scottish Highlands. Maybe they're inside. It's like March. <laughs> yeah, it's super cold. She's wandering around in her chemise. They're over, they're holed up playing Settlers of Catan. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, I don't have any examples of this, but there are many times in which the main love interest is just kind of a bitch to other people. <laughs> Uh-huh. Like particularly like salespeople. Yeah, she's uh I mean, she definitely had a Yeah, she was kinda high handed. Like she was kinda like, oh, the salt of the earth, these these Scottish peasants, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> like there's def a definitive otherness of what she experienced. I'm like, mm-hmm. maybe that's why you don't have any friends here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Also, this has one of my fa- one of the, the the tropes that we're used to, which is like women are are automatically good at uh, healthcare, because at oh, yeah. one point on like two twenty one, she comes across a a seal pup that's trapped under a pile of displaced stones, mm-hmm. and then she, while she's still also soaking wet, she cleans the tiny wound, just like it, like like I'm like, when did you go to veterinary school? How do you know anything about seal pup? wounds what if he bites like, oh, you must... does he have rabies yeah i like i was like everything about this is not a good idea yeah and also that didn't do anything to the plot whatsoever i loved it when she was like talking to the seals like the seals are selkies and she was like she's like please bring lachlan back to me and then later she was like oh you got my message from the seals and he was like what the fuck <laughs> no we're not seals <laughs> we're a different species <laughs> and she's like oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah oh okay <laughs> an entire scene was completely ineffectual that's fine <sighs> yeah also the um i mean the, the action scenes were kind of cool like if i was I- invested at all in any of these people i might be interested but it wasn't i thought the idea of the fishman was interesting yeah Right. And the fact that they were that the fishmen had this ability to call people to them mm-hmm. was also interesting. Yeah. And weird. Occasionally it was quirky weird, but most of the time it was just like that doesn't make I that doesn't make any sense. Like none of this makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Like you should have just written this from if, if nothing else the third person because like your character has no motivation for what they're doing right now. Yeah, and there's no there's also no reason why it should be a journal as well. Mhm. Um, I ultimately, I was kind of interested in the Finman because, um, like there was that cool thing about like his heart being hidden by a dead wizard or whatever, you know, um, that was kind of interesting, but also ultimately I was just kind of like, 
he's he's not a good character because he's just he's just evil for the sake of being evil you know mm-hmm. there's no motivation behind behind him either and there's a lot mm-hmm. of points of like he's evil because he has like maggots on his mouth you don't know maybe he has a maggot problem you know <laughs> maybe that's why he's so mad because he has maggots coming out of his chest i would be mm-hmm. mad <laughs> Uh (laughs) like he has no motivation whatsoever except like kill kill Uh except for i don't know just like a monster he's just a monster yeah i mean he's just and he's uninteresting as a character yeah and i agree that like he wasn't really defeated by anything they did as much as they're just like this time we're really gonna get him yeah and then they just they just fight him some more Mm -hmm. and she has that like necklace which apparently she uses to like stab him or whatever yeah um but also like like she seemed to have no hand-to-hand combat abilities no not surprisingly but i mean i was hoping that she could at least like because they kept talking about how she like her family or like big fishman killers or whatever oh yeah that was a cool thing that never realized god yeah, damn i was it. like i was hoping that like maybe because maybe she was less susceptible in the same way she's less susceptible to salt. She's less susceptible to other things. Mm-hmm. And that would, like, throw him off, you know? Yeah, that's that's another case of, like, too much in this book. Because you can write a whole story behind the idea that your family is a secret race of, I don't know, monster killers or whatever. Like, that's been done, and it's been done well. But we just gloss over that. Oh, yeah, they're also monster killers or something. Yeah, and it was interesting that her terrible marriage was partially terrible because the guy was using her because he wanted her to protect him mm-hmm. from the monsters. Someday. Which I thought was interesting. <laughs> Someday, if she does not die from childbirth after her 18-month-long pregnancy <laughs> with twins, she's going to be like, oh, yeah, he married me for babies, just like how my previous husband married me for protection. You know? Yeah. Yeah, so I didn't, I don't know. I did not, I thought it might, like I said, it might be one of the worst books we've, we've read. I don't know. I mean, the thing is, is that that's pretty harsh coming from you because it doesn't have any spelling errors. It, like, <laughs> has a plot. Like, it it has a plot. It's going somewhere, you know? Mm. Yeah. I mean, it, it has sentences. Like, they're not just weird oh, sentence structure. And yet, yeah. still, you hate it the most. I think this is, like, more than that with that elf book that mm. we really hated. Mm. Yeah. Also, the other thing that made me really pissed off is that... So, okay, there's a shit ton of Scottish folklore in this book that is 100% not explained. And also, almost, like, extremely difficult to research because they're talking phonetically as Scots. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're like oh, what's this Moggy and the Mither? And I'm like, let me look that up. Oh, that means nothing because it's phonetic. Who the fuck knows what the (laughs) word was that he said? (laughs) Mither. Like, I spent a long time researching Mither, and then finally I was like, was he saying mother? Was he just saying mother? He was saying Mm. mother, and it was just spelled weirdly. Yeah. What what Scottish person says Mither? Yeah, I, the phonetic was also annoying because it didn't really have, it didn't follow its own structure half the time mm-hmm. as well. That can be pretty bad. 
when that happens. Yeah. I don't know. I was hoping for more, like, tartans and things. Oh, yeah. More Scottish flair. But really, it felt like this particular... Besides the, the Scottish accent that the, that the mermaid had, mm-hmm. there was literally nothing else about this that could not have existed on in any small town. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, nothing else about this story, as far as I could tell, besides the fact that she based it on a real city that got buried, nothing else was like, I felt like the environment was really helped by it. Because he's not really a Highlander, no. right? He's just, like, he doesn't interact. He just lived for some indiscriminate amount of time in the highlands a long time ago and it isn't even like he's like he came to that place after being gone for centuries so that's why he's a laird i mean that's why he's a highlander because that's what they were at the time supposedly but also like he's not a highlander because he's like basically naked most of the time and yeah, I was like, yeah, you know, like, you know, the one thing that Highlanders like clothes because it's goddamn cold up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Where was like the the plaid, you know, mm-hmm. feeling someone's like lovely plaid or something? No, because he was like naked half the time. Yeah. Or he like just wore just a kilt. And I was like, are you are you wearing what all of the Highlanders wear in the torso covers, you know? <laughs> yeah it's always like just just like a, a rather a skimpy kilt that's like literally like it doesn't even look like it's made out of like any sort of heavy fabric mm-hmm. it's like basically like i don't know nylon <laughs> you know because because there's so much bulging leg muscle underneath yeah so it's a mini skirt kilt and then they have yeah, that, yeah. they have that band over their chest like that's some approximation of of a shirt or something you know yeah like you know it's there for holding what what exactly (laughs) was it is it trying to make you warm is that what you're doing because it's not your nips are out they're out (laughs) your nips (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that's what uh, that's what all of them all the torso photos we don't actually yeah. think they look like that. Like, you know, there's like uh-huh. shirtless dude with a gun. We don't think that that cop is running around shirtless. <laughs> trying to solve I know. We thought it was. <laughs> we thought it was metaphor. Yeah. Sh- or like some strange brief moment in time <laughs> where he was coincidentally shirtless and also had a gun in his hand. <laughs> not that that's just his thing <laughs> oh god <laughs> which is funny because like also in this book the selkie bride's cover is like a naked lady on the oh, shore yeah. which doesn't happen in this book at all i mean she's wearing her chemise so, a lot she's like nope i'm good don't need to wear any more clothes <laughs> got a shemise. she's i mean <laughs> It's, you know, I keep my house cold. It's cold over here. I keep my house cold. And most of the time I was just like, she's got to be really cold. <laughs> like she is in the, ri- like the ocean. She's standing in the ocean. And she's like, just like. put a hoodie on at least. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> just imagine that same cover where she's got like the little like chemise over her feet, but with like a hoodie with the hood up. Oh my God. 
So true. You know, on the Oregon coast, it's like everybody forgets to bring their sweaters because they think it's going to be hot. That's pretty much what Scotland is all the time. Yeah. (laughs) And fuck you, dude, for being impervious to cold. Because that would be a really great thing to own. Like, to be impervious to cold. Yeah, I don't know. And apparently he doesn't freeze to death or something. I don't get it. I mean, the reason why (laughs) seals don't freeze to death is because they have that giant layer of fat. (laughs) And if this was actually accurate, if he was actually a Selkie, he would be like a pretty round dude, you know? (laughs) You know, he'd be he'd be he'd have a little bit more cushion for the pushing. Yeah. Which is fine. In this particular story. (laughs) Which is fine. I mean, a lot more because that's what seals are. They're just like giant balls and they're adorable. Yeah. I know. That's why they're so cute. That's why they're so cute. But he had like a 5% body mass or something. Yeah. Um, Yeah, this wasn't the best book. I, I don't know if I would call it the worst book. I think I think I still am pretty unhappy with Amish vampires in space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Especially like only the worst part of it really was the, the fact that he would say the same thing over three times in a row. You know, he would be like, the door was closed. It was slammed. It was done. You know, it's like the door can just be closed, dude. Like, you you don't have to do that. Yeah. And I guess like in terms of the joy that um, Tender Wings of My Desire gave me to read it Uh was great. But the actual book was really bad. But I got so much joy out of the premise Mm -hmm. that uh, that that sort of made up for it. And also the chicken garnish. Of your cocktail. That was another important part. That in itself made the book. (laughs) That was why. I was trying to figure out recently. I'm like, I went into a KFC lately. Like a couple years ago. I'm like, why did I go to KFC? (laughs) Only this reason. And I was like, this is the moment. I'm like, it's because I was getting chicken (laughs) You had like an epiphany Uh, at this moment. uh, at this moment, I was like, why would I have gone there? I'm like, I have this exact memory going in to this, to this, to this place. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why would I have done that? That, that doesn't seem like me. <laughs> probably in the morning. <laughs> probably, probably in the morning, which is when I make, when I make these, uh, these things, you know, in preparation. As I go about the rest of my day. I mean, that was just a good book to just read, to just say you read it, you know. Oh, yeah, that's true. This one, I don't know. I feel like it just, it was hard to find, like, a merman story versus a mermaid story. Yeah. Um, Let me tell you. I did a lot of research. (laughs) I know. You did some real good research, Uh and for some reason we couldn't find anything. So, I mean, it's still props. uh, (laughs) Also. The other problem is that, I mean, mer people are like a different species, right? You get a lot into the like, is it bestiality question, you know? <laughs> Where it's just like weird sex happens. <laughs> and considering that we already read Alien Nanny and 
Christmas time or whatever that's called. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't An feel comfortable like forcing that on you again. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I'm totally cool with it, it's fine with me. The is it bestiality is not like. <laughs> oh, I do have a book report of I'm reading one of the oh. books that I researched, and so far, not really a fan. I mean, it has the whole. It has the whole. You're my mate, and I acknowledge that and you're tied to me forever which you know i love oh these are the alien stories taken by an alien no no um i'm reading this book called mermaid's kiss or something oh yeah which was free so i Mm -hmm. took it and (laughs) merman's kiss that's what it's called and he like mermen have mates mermaids don't they fuck anybody that moves and then mermen like have a mate and then they die from loneliness from their like little slut mermaid counterparts. So this guy mates with a human and there's like oopsie daisy we had sex <laughs> moment. <laughs> Which, you know, happens all the time. <laughs> happens all the you know, time. In you're just you're novels. just trying to drown yourself because you don't have a baby. And then this guy with a tail shows up and he makes out with you. And then oops, a daisy, you have sex. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I thought I would be more into it than I am because I just have a really hard time with the fact that she is like chilling in the sea at this moment in his like house. He made his own little like bachelor pad for his mate, you know, because a lot of like fish like put together their own, like, pretty houses to impress their mates, you know? He does that. Apparently mermen do that. (laughs) And uh, she's just been, like, hanging out at the bottom of the ocean, just chilling with this guy, having sex with him, sleeping. And I'm like, this just, it just doesn't work. She's a human. (laughs) Also, when you open your eyes underwater, everything's blurry. Did his, like, magic kiss and magic dick help him help with that? Because, damn, that would be great. Mm. Yeah, you're like, suddenly I'm interested. <laughs> suddenly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I probably will finish it, to be honest. Yeah. And probably like well, it more than this uh, book. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe we should have done that one instead. Mm. Too late. Too late. It's also this had this had Highlanders, which I love. I like Highlanders. Yeah, me too. There's a lot of outdoor recreation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rolling around in the moors. Yes, exactly. Taking a dip in the you know, lock. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. There's usually some things, some like I just want to be with you. Mm-hmm. That is usually really good. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, there are battles. battles. It's usually a good plan. Yeah. But it's kind of like so. you put too many genres in one thing and it just becomes a shitty thing for all of them, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Except for his precious cargo. which is Oh, I love his precious cargo. <laughs> I mean to read that again. I mean, I mean to read okay. the second book. It's on my list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, what, what book are we reading next time, Alana? We are reading, and I'm pretty excited. We are reading a book in the subgenre of fake relationships. Yes. 
and historical romance just, regency and regency and, and bodice ripper and Ooh, we are reading yeah. my at my fake rake by eva lang yeah lang, eva lay who and lee. uh people on eva lee eva lee thank you um and people so we are catherine who's been on this podcast a couple of times put us into this uh this romance novel Facebook group and people are big fans of this book for mm-hmm. good reason. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to read a little bit about it. Lady Grace is content as a wildflower focusing on scientific pursuits rather than the complications of society. Matches. I love but nerds. Hand- nerds. <laughs> <laughs> but when, but when a handsome celebrated naturalist returns from <gasps> abroad, Grace wishes for once to be noticed. Her solution to, quote-unquote, build the perfect man who would court her publicly and help her catch his eye. Grace's colleague, anthropologist Sebastian Holloway, is just the blank, the blank slate she requires. To further her, his own research on English society, Sebastian agrees to let Grace transform him from a the speckled, bookish academic into a, a dashing, albeit fake, rake. Between... I know between secret lessons on how to be a rogue and exaggerated public flirtations, Grace's feelings for subjection grow from friendship into undeniable, inconvenient, real attraction. If only she hadn't asked him to help her marry someone else. Sebastian is, is in love with brilliant, beautiful Grace, but their bargain isn't complete and she desires another. Yet he's faced with losing her forever. Sebastian would do whatever it takes to... It takes to tell her the truth, even if it means risking his own future and his heart. <laughs> I know you, you gotta love it when like the reviews on like uh, Amazon say a feast of female empowerment, Hell positive friendships, yeah. feel good moments, and social satire. Yes. Oh my god! I'm ho- all I hope is that they also describe the food. Oh, <laughs> perfect. It would be perfect. Also, double nerd situation. Usually you have a nerd and a rake, but this is, they're both nerds, which is great. They're both nerds. Um, oh, I'm so what if he's a virgin? Book. He might be a virgin. He's probably going to be a virgin as well. <sighs> I'm so excited. But he's going to be like real good I'm, at it. I know. I'm really this- excited because... I know this author. I like her stuff. This is new, so I haven't read it. These are the two Yeah, it just came out in November of last year. Yeah. Yeah. So people are big fans of of this this book. Mm -hmm. God, I Uh, love Regency. I'm so excited to read it. I'm legit. I know. We're going back to Regency. You like Regency because it doesn't have to make sense when it's Regency in your head. Yes, very much so. It is science fiction (laughs) for me. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. I can be like, yeah, women's rights, even though they're like, you know, they can't own property for some reason at that time. <laughs> yeah, like it doesn't even make any sense because they were probably, you know, still lynching people. <laughs> oh, yeah, that lynching. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by I the way. <laughs> by the way. <laughs> I suppose you could mention the lynching if you wanted to. Where is she living that there was only one lynching? That's that's something else I want to know. Were you living in Virginia? Just, You're yeah, a liar. Just one lynching on the square. She doesn't mention the other lynching. Let's be real. Yeah, there's more than one. There's more than one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that one time that we did it. 
the oppression of an entire race that we enslaved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How how inconvenient. (laughs) Otherwise, Uh Americans, perfect. Just awesome. (laughs) Also, I didn't know her name for a long time until Lachlan was like, she's my Megan. And I was like, who's Megan? (laughs) (laughs) And then I was like, your name's really Megan? Like... What are you doing? Live in the 1920s. Your name's Megan. Bullshit. Yeah, it didn't make any sense either. And then, like, because he mostly is just like, you. Mm-hmm. But not even, like, I, I'm i okay with that. We've already gone over this. I love faded mates. I love when they show up and suddenly they're like, I'm going to be faithful to you forever for some weird reason. And yet, <laughs> and yet this dude didn't even do that right. Didn't even do that right. I think that he has a lot of wives at his at the Selkie compound, wherever that is. Like that's what's gonna happen. Is yeah, like, he's gonna he's be like, like, I love you more than life itself. Let's go to my compound, and you will be a sister wife to a whole bunch of humans, pumping out uh, babies every day yeah. for eighteen months. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you're going to repopulate the society, you need to be impregnating at least a couple of lassies, you know? Mm -hmm. If it takes 18 months. Especially if they die in childbirth, like his son died or whatever, didn't it? Mm -hmm. So they both died. Yeah. Worthless. That entire experience was worthless. (laughs) Yeah, so that was fun. Also, (laughs) merpeople. Hilarious. Also, mer people, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening to Getting Lit, available monthly on iTunes. For extra bonus features for this episode, visit gwenwendy.com slash S4EP2. That's gwenwendy.com slash S4EP2, where you can also read more about Wendy. You can follow Alana on Twitter, at Librarian Alana. What's the best type of romance novel, Wendy? The trashy kind. Also nerds. Also Regency. I'm so excited. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yay. 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 The Analana's podcast. Wendy and Alana's podcast. Get literary. Get literary. Woo.